My name is Daniel. And I'm Sarah. And we are your hosts of The Disciples Mike, a podcast produced by Woodbury Lutheran Church in Woodbury, Minnesota. This show is all about learning what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And on this episode, we are talking with KJ and Nick, two representatives from World Vision, to talk about their involvement with this organization that has been meeting the needs of those in poverty since 1950. We're going to talk about what World Vision is, what led to this new way of doing child sponsorships throughout Chosen, the current conditions kids face in Tongi, Bangladesh, and ways that you can get involved and help support this amazing organization. So sit back, get ready. This is the Disciples Mike. Good morning to you guys. Good, Good morning. 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 It is a great morning. You know, I am not a Minnesota local. I think I'm the only one here who is. Mm-hmm. No, okay. So Nick, you just moved yeah. ish to Minnesota in October. Yeah. And I'm still telling people how amazing it is that we survived the winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm curious. What were your thoughts on that, Nick? Because uh, I've got some thoughts, and they're not positive. Yeah, I, you know, they told they told us it was cold. People yeah. said, "Hey, you guys, you're moving to Minnesota. It's cold." And our immediate thought was like, "Well, yeah, it's, it's up north. It's cold. Get some clothes. Mm-hmm. Adapt." You know, uh, what we didn't know is like the severity and length of that. Like, <laughs> it, it seemed to go for weeks where we just had yes. negative temperatures yeah. and I have never experienced anything like that. Um, and on top of that, the other day I texted a friend of mine uh, who lives a couple blocks away and I said, you know, the, the you told us about the weather, the cold and everything like that, but you forgot to, you failed to mention this tornado. Thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, surprising that, for us if that makes you that, feel better. Yeah, that was just a, that was just a few days ago, right? Yeah, it, was we were, I was a little bit like, okay, this is <laughs> next level up here. <laughs> We want to make sure that you have a well-rounded weather experience here in Minnesota. Yeah. So you don't miss out on anything. Yeah, but we we actually love it though. It's it's been so great. Um, we we knew that in visiting here, you know, a couple times um, over the last couple of years, that there's something special about Minnesota. Um, yeah. And you know. Minnesota strong is that a thing? I don't know, but like yeah. people are tough. Like throughout, they are like, tough. Yeah. Like, like, and I, I'm like, hey, you know what? My kids are playing outside at recess when it's 10 <laughs> degrees. That's got to do something that positive. Character. It has to. That so. builds character. Yeah. And KJ, so what are your uh, feelings on Minnesota and these winters? Well, I haven't experienced a Minnesota winter, um, but I have grown up in Pennsylvania with extreme winter, just not as long as you guys have it here. (laughs) Um, So I do know, you know, six feet of snow, negative temperatures, um, but I have lived in Tennessee for the past 12 years. And so I do, we get the tornadoes. I understand that, the experience with the tornadoes. So you're going to have to tell me about Tennessee because my wife and I have said... We, we've, I've actually never like explored Tennessee. We only stopped there, like a flight in mm-hmm. there and then had to leave mm-hmm. her somewhere else. But that's a place that we've said, man, I would love mm-hmm. to live in Tennessee. Is, mm-hmm. is Tennessee as much as I'm making it out to be of just, see, it seems really nice. Yeah, it is. It has a little bit of everything. It has lakes, it has mountains, um, um, but it also has like, so I live in Franklin, Tennessee, which is 20 minutes south of Nashville, right? So in the heartbeat of country music, Christian music. Um, so um, it's really a lot of fun to be there. I 
don't get to be there a lot on the weekends to experience that. <laughs> um, but I find times here and there to get out and experience all that uh, Franklin and Nashville area have to offer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah, have you been to Nashville? No, I, I have not. Uh, my brother and I want to go to visit Kendall Johnson, who was on staff with us and, and does some mm-hmm. video work yeah. for, for World Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to go because my brother's a musician. And so yeah. he would like it. I assume. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It sounds yeah. very nice. Yeah. Although Minnesota, I'm not I'm not leaving right now because this is peak Minnesota. Yeah. Right now. This I right now. I wouldn't you say peak because you can't use the lakes. Eh, you could. I mean, really? they're, they're melted. Would you? Yeah, that's the one thing we <laughs> it's just the only the requirement. Ice goes out as long as I can, as long as I can submerge. Do you know how cold that would be? Um, yeah, I want to see this. <laughs> I actually, After the I podcast, actually, I actually, we will go I find actually, a lake. I actually don't, so I appreciate this warning. Because <laughs> yeah. I was planning on just right after this no, podcast. Just pull, going so pull pull suit on and straight in. So, like, my my lake that my cabin is on, um, the ice just went out about two weeks ago. Um, it has not been warm for long enough. So I would say that our lake is probably 40, 40 degrees, maybe. Like you jump in and it would take your breath away and then wow. maybe kill you. I don't know. <laughs> maybe kill you. Okay. <laughs> so don't, don't, until Memorial Weekend, like okay. let the lakes warm up. It's a good bit. to know. See, things you don't know if you don't, if you <laughs> don't right. live here. I just like, oh, it's, it's water, right? right. Let's go, let's go. There's in. no ice. It's warm now. <laughs> it's warm now. No, it's warm now. Please don't. I, also, I'm learning a lot about this cabin thing. <laughs> Is that up north, I'm assuming? Yeah, northwestern. Yeah. I'm trying to make friends with as many people with cabins as that's, possible. That's, I have uh, my best friend's mom. She goes, we, we don't need a cabin we just need to know enough people with cabins mm, and then the we key. just we that's how we get there that's the key that's my plan <laughs> you, just, you just said my plan <laughs> well i don't know so you guys i don't i'm not you probably haven't listened to any of our previous episodes before maybe you have i mean it's it's the latest rage these days <laughs> it's and not all the it's all not. the youngins are nope. are listening our moms <laughs> and our moms yeah it's really just my mom and Sarah's mom and maybe a few others. <laughs> other uh, moms. Other moms. All moms, actually. That's our target audience. Yep. Uh, but we have our uh, opening segment that we like to do, which uh, really just gets us going. And it is Sarah's random question. You got the soundbite right this time. I did get the right one. There's a lot of colors, you know. I have a one so in eight chance each time. <laughs> I need to label them. Yes, you do. Or just pick a random one each time. Or that too. Um, so my my random question is one that I ask. Like if you talk to any of the students at Oak Hill, they were like, this is the question that Sarah will ask you if you're new to us. Uh, well, there's two, but I'm not going to ask you. The first one involves Harry Potter and which house you would be sorted into at Hogwarts, but we're not going to do that question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it, so I have no idea. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> KJ, it's fine. Podcast over. <laughs> you, yeah, you we're, can, gonna, we're just going to end it. You now. can leave now. <laughs> okay, um, I'll see you. Thanks, thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's if you could be any animal, mm. which one would you be and why? So it's not what's your favorite animal. Mm-hmm. Which animal would you be and why? Mm. I don't know who wants to go first. You know, well, I'll, I'll give you guys a chance to, to think. I'll go first. So I, I answer this way because of uh, recent experiences, but I would say a squirrel. Sure. Um, Why recent experiences? No, I. so my wife and I at our, at our townhouse, uh, there is this one squirrel 
that comes up on our like little back patio. And so we started, you know, giving the squirrel nuts. And so the squirrel keeps coming back each day. And it's the cutest thing ever. The squirrel walks up to a little sliding glass door, like folds his hands and just <laughs> stares in with like the cutest face and just like waiting for us to, to feed him. Uh, that's so you, that's how you get a squirrel problem right there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. But it's been it's been a fun experience, and uh, also I just love how like bold they are, where they'll just like <laughs> climb up a tree mm-hmm. and just without even thinking, just send it. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought they could fly at one time. I know. Because... <laughs> just just jump to another tree. It's like you know, if if I was doing this, I would have to okay, okay, okay what's the safety of this? Like yeah. how sturdy is the thing I'm jumping? To? They don't care. They just go, and it's incredible. So that's you my would, answer. You would be a squirrel, so you could jump without fear. Yes, yes. So and I can jump eat, in the and eat nuts and out eat, of people's and eat hands. nuts out of people's hands. Yes, cool. That. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So um, I don't like birds at all. Ooh. I don't. But I love to travel, and I love that they just can soar through the air and sure. land wherever they want to land. <laughs> Nick does not like your answer. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. We'll find out why in a second. <laughs> I mean, I really, like, I have a fear of birds. Yeah. So this is, like, a stretch for me. But they get to travel wherever they want to go. Sure. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Literally, I'm looking up birds because I'm like, which bird would I want to be? Because <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm intrigued by the owl. Like, yeah. owls, mm. for some reason, like, uh, whatever the ones that get to fly up to, like, you know, snowy Alaska and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. There's just something, I love birds. Like, I'm not, I don't know if I, I might be scared of them, but I don't know because I don't really <laughs> interact with them that way. But my wife and I really started getting into, like, bird watching. Yeah. Um, wow. And, and so this is like a thing. It, yeah. It, 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 something that I, like, never thought I'd get into, but she bought a feeder for our deck. Does it have a camera on it? I'm. That's next. Oh. Like, that's literally like, <laughs> wow. I, I, because it is like, uh fascinating the different types of birds that come mm-hmm. on that porch and my kids now are starting to say hey that's a black winged i don't know i'm making that up but, <laughs> but, they'll, but they'll say like what kind of bird it yeah. is and I'm like, i mean i know blue jay i know cardinal but like yeah my wife is talking about species and all things like mm-hmm. that but i think for me the like there's the the bird kind of is a free spirit right mm-hmm. um and for me like i just I mean, I'm drawn by that idea of like, you know, it, it, travel is one of those, but you are just to be able to soar above all mm-hmm. and see all in some ways is some, I don't know, I'm not trying to get deep here, but. No, this is, this is deep. But, this might be the soundbite right yeah. here. For, for <laughs> yeah, the that's it. But yep. A bird. Uh, but I, I, and I would actually go down like the owl, the owl, yeah. owl. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the, the bird that I'd want to be. Nice. Yeah. Huh. You, uh, if you're at the Valley Creek campus this weekend, you should talk to Patrick Brewer because our high school guy, he is obsessed with birds. Really? He has, wow. he goes birding on his day off. Birding? Yeah. And like, we'll go to Northern Minnesota. Is that Minnesota. the same as bird watching? Y- yeah. Okay. Does he have a cabin? Never heard no, of a bird. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Does he have a cabin? <laughs> this was, this was. Then Nick doesn't want to be friends. Asking for friends. Only people with <laughs> yes. cabins. Yeah, he's out. You're, he's out. You're out. <laughs> But that's what he does is he, and like he has a list, he has a book of like number of birds he sees in the year and he has a goal, like a hundred new birds this year. It's. So Sarah, what is your answer? (laughs) Um, I am going to say penguin. Wow. Because winter is my favorite season Mm -mm. and I can slide places on my stomach Mm. and I look classy all the time. Yes. Classy. (laughs) Yes. 
that's, that's always so, dressed for a, a special occasion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm yeah, ready. Penguins are always classy. It's very true. And I've watched enough videos of like them, like you see the ice starting to break off and they like leap and then like slide and mm-hmm. it brings me joy. So I'd be a penguin because I like cold and sliding places. Well, the Minnesota is great for it, you. It, we, you. Well, born and raised. You love it. Yeah. Born and raised in Minnesota. So there you go. There you go. Well, well that's awesome. So we're really excited to have both of you on because we've been having an awesome uh, opportunity happening here at Woodbury Lutheran Church, where the past few weekends uh, we've had our uh, chosen encore event. Encore meaning we did this back in 2019 mm-hmm. and now are doing it again, uh, partnering with World Vision. And because this is such an exciting thing for us, we wanted to have both of you on uh, to come hang out with us and talk about uh, just all that's going on with World Vision, kind of what we're doing here with this thing called Chosen. Uh, but to start off, uh, I just want each of you to share a little bit about who you are and what your role is with World Vision. Uh, we could start with KJ. All right. So um, I am an event engineer with World Vision, and um, we're basically event managers, but we change that because we don't just manage the event. There are times that we build it out. So we engineer that event. And so I've been doing that for the past six years, but I have been getting kids sponsored for the past 16 years with World Vision in different capacities. And um, it is the best experience I've ever had. It's the best job I've ever had. When you think about the worst day that I might have, um, what we get to do is ensure that children have clean water, children have food. And so... That's um, a pretty good worst day. E- exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I have so. much worse days than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it just puts things in perspective. And um, yeah, it's... And I get to work with amazing people like Nick. And um, I call him my brother now because we just have a great time working together and serving together in partnerships. So, yeah. Well, what an awesome segue yeah. to Nick. Tell us yeah. about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and KJ is so right on with the event engineer. We we are so blessed to have her on our team for this event. Um, it's like getting the best of the best. Uh, and you've, you've all probably experienced that. Um, and so she is my sister, and I appreciate her and all her hard work. But, um, yeah, my name is Nick uh, Maroki. I am uh, – my, I guess my title will be Senior Church Advisor um, here in the Twin Cities. My family and I just relocated uh, from Kansas City where I was doing that same role uh, for about two years, two and a half years. Um, and so here I am in the Twin Cities doing that same role. Uh, so And so Senior Church Advisor, what does that mean for you specifically? <laughs> I think it means many things. Uh, <laughs> it means you're doing that, everything. That's that's what I've come to learn. Uh, so yeah, there's a couple of things that I do um, is you know obviously I work with the chosen um, program, um, working to help these children in these communities um, get clean water, healthcare, uh, education. That's part of our you know what we do is the heart of World Vision. Uh, but something unique to my role is that I also do something called Team World Vision. Uh, so shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> so we have runners in the Twin Cities who are running to raise clean, money for clean water uh, projects in these developing these communities that we're working in, um, mm-hmm. in overseas. Yeah, which Pastor Tom, along with many others from yeah. our church, are part of doing that. Which uh, running a marathon, man. That I'm actually doing a marathon training right now. Now I, I hate long distance running, 
So this is a crazy outside. Now, I think I'm gone. I, I have to head back to the seminary like right come before. Back. I could come back. My Who wife did? will also have a newborn. That doesn't, that doesn't so, matter. That might be a little tricky. <laughs> we um, had a vicar a couple of years ago who came back really? and ran with World Vision, like uh, in twenty. I, think I would 30. love to, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They, that's they a commitment. Back. He just committed, and I'm so excited <laughs> to have yeah. him. I mean, it's, it's, Daniel, it's you're been on recorded. record. Yes. You are on record. <laughs> you, you know, honestly, like you know, that was the first actual role that I took was primarily Team World Vision, mm. um, and I insisted that they had the wrong person because I do not run. I don't enjoy yep, it. I hated me. it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was convinced that there was a huge mistake that had been made when they said, will you help <laughs> us with this program? Um, and I think the first time I went out and tried to run, we have a training program that, you know, people say stick to that program, but I thought I knew better and went out and tried to run, you know, a mile as fast as I could because that's what I thought we did mm-hmm. and literally almost had to call my wife to come pick me up because <laughs> I, I, I was, cause you have to train for it. Right. Yeah. And so we have a, a lot of people who've never run. Most of our runners, 80% of them are new to running like me. Um, but did my first full marathon in Chicago, 2019. It was wow. awesome. That's incredible. Encouraging for people who like you, who is going to be like running the, the Twin Cities Marathon in October but with, I th- with a newborn in my arms. But it has to be, for me, the caveat is we're running for clean water. Uh, I don't know if I'd be running <laughs> just to run. I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've come to really enjoy it. It's, it's yes. been this thing that's kind of feeds my soul and yeah. my, my body in, in ways I never thought imaginable. But the clean water part is kind of important yeah. to me. Gives so you that's what you're doing in October. Mm-hmm. With a newborn. Yep. Kaylee can watch the newborn. Yep. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so uh, some of our listeners, they probably know a lot about World Vision because even I was talking to a student who said that they were driving and they saw a chosen billboard and they were so excited because they're like, we're doing that too. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of people who know a lot about World Vision, um, but others may have never heard of you guys before. Uh, so KJ, can you give us an elevator pitch I sure can. of what World Vision is? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. So World Vision is a Christian humanitarian organization in working in nearly 100 countries around the globe in hopes that children and their families can live their life to the fullest in Christ Jesus. World Vision is Christ-centered, child-focused, and community-based. That was a... That was an elevator ride. That you know, it's, good, it's right? so funny. glad you asked her that question. It's, fun, it's funny when we uh, when we put that question together. We're like, how long does an elevator typically take to to go? Does he, uh, maybe it's a really slow elevator. Maybe it got stuck. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you just gave us a 15 minute lecture. It's like yeah. the elevator got stuck. Sorry. It's, that was that was good. That was concise. That was great. Yeah. And and so what's cool is, so World Vision. I mean. This has been happening since 1950, right? When when they uh, started in supporting children all over the world. But back in 2019, that was when World Vision partnered with Woodbury Lutheran Church to kind of flip the script mm-hmm. on what child sponsorships look like. This new initiative mm-hmm. called Chosen. So I start, want to start with you, KJ. Can you just tell us a little bit about how child sponsorships are done specifically through Chosen and what excites uh, both of you through this new way of doing child sponsorships. 
Yeah, one of my favorite things about Chosen, and it's really where um, instead of uh, a congregation coming out to a lobby and seeing photos of children that need to be sponsored, right, um, we are sending the congregation out to take the most epic photo ever so that children will get to choose. Um, poverty takes choices away, and so this is giving that choice back to a child um, where they can experience the dignity that Christ Jesus has, has uh, put in all of us. And um, I like to tell churches that I partner with that this is uh, chosen. It's miracles happening on both sides of the earth at the same time. Uh, we have the miracle of that choice for that child and how it's going to change the, tra the trajectory of their life you know, and, and what they'll be able to do because of that choice. And then we have sponsorship and what that provides for that child, their family, and the community at large. Um, so that miracle is beautiful, and really we could end there. Um, but then we come back to Reveal Weekend, and everyone that took that most epic photo ever is going to find out who chose them. And I tell people they're going to experience a miracle when they find out who chose them um, because we ask the children why they chose their sponsor. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Gosh. So we asked them yeah. why. And I experienced this for myself in our first chosen event ever in February of 2019. And I have seen it happen in every congregation since then. Uh, you can see it in, a, in the look of people's faces uh, when they experience that miracle of whether it be just a small little healing of their heart or a big wound that the Lord is starting to work in because of uh, finding out why they were chosen. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's just incredible. Um, and, and so cool. I love what you were saying about the, you're em empowering them mm -hmm. to make a choice, something yeah. that mm -hmm. uh, just doesn't get uh, to happen, uh, for them very much. That kind of reality. Um, yeah, that's awesome. My favorite was, so I was the, the first mm -hmm. person chosen. Yeah in wow. Bangladesh in yep. 2019. Is that like a, do you have like a plaque? That's a big that? deal. It was a, a big deal. I have been interviewed, like I, I was mm -hmm. interviewed for the chose, or for the chosen magazine, for World Vision magazine. <laughs> good idea. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, like I've been on their Instagram, mm -hmm. um, the email that you got that said, hey, your picture arrived. Mm -hmm. My face is in that email. Like it's, wow. it's a part of the, the banner. Um, and so my, like I, I signed up to get chosen again mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to make a note to be like, I need to, <laughs> I need to keep my title going of yes. being the, yes. the first. Uh, but for me, uh, she wrote that she picked me because of my glasses and my smile. Cause I had gold glasses on that were <laughs> shiny when my mom got chosen. The reason was you look like a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> But that could be something yeah. that she oh, my mom loved that. Yeah. craving. Yeah, yeah, no, my mom loved that. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Like yeah, it's like so great. Yeah, I love it. so she she that's loved so cool. it. Uh, so during chosen, we're specifically sponsoring kids that are in Tongi, Bangladesh. Uh, Nick, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the current conditions in Tongi um, and the struggles that kids have to face in a place dealing with extreme poverty? Yeah, um, it's and just a. Uh, Go back a little bit with with chosen um, getting to go on a chosen trip was something that like completely changed my life because um, this idea of empowering um, children is is it seems simple enough but seeing it play out um, is just a radical thing for me um, and so we got to you know witness a choosing party and these kids and the joy and like the fulfillment that they it, it seemed to be giving them. 
Um, and to spending time with them afterwards too was just incredible. And so I, it, that, that whole, this whole concept, um, you know, a lot of people worked hard to create, you know, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But when you get down to it, you just see God moving and working uh, in that chosen experience, not just for these kids and their communities, um, but I think it transcends back mm -hmm. to those who ha who said yes, mm -hmm. um, and that transformation continues in that capacity as well. So that's that's what I think is unique about chosen too. It's it's it, it's both ways. You know, we're not just sending a, a check over and you know checking that off our list. Um, we're actually building relationships with these kids. You know, uh, we have two sponsor kids, you know, ourselves. Uh, one of them actually was, was born same day, same day. Everything is my three-year-old. Right. Mm -hmm. So wow. it's almost like they're, you know, sisters yeah. in some yeah. capacity. Yeah. And then obviously we have another one, Halima, uh, who we get to write letters to and interact with. And it's just something super special. So, um, I can now move on to your <laughs> actual question. Um, so, um, Tongi is a community in, in Bangladesh. Um, and so we kind of talked about that a little bit, Pastor Tom, on last Sunday about how the, the size of, like, of, of, of Bangladesh is like the size of Georgia, right? Yeah. Uh, but population-wise, 160, 165 million people live wow. in that's that. insane. You know, uh, yeah. and I think both of us were trying to guess what Georgia is. Let's even say 10, 11, I would say 15. Like, that is just... There's a lot of people there, and so there's a lot of different needs that are occurring. Obviously, access to clean water, access to health care, education, child protection. Uh, these are all huge things that are important for us to try to help um, serve these communities with. Mm -hmm. And so that's where Chosen comes in, uh, and, and World Vision's had a presence in, 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 in Tongi or in Bangladesh is about 1972 is when child sponsorship started, um, and then community development projects started in, in the 80s. Um, and so we still are continuing our work uh, there today. Oh, and I, I think it was so cool how the week leading up to when uh, we had our uh, pictures taken mm -hmm. uh, this last week, we uh, many people participated in the Matthew 25 challenge uh, because, you know, being here in America, we just we don't even realize mm -hmm. what these kids are facing. I mean, just no comprehension. You know, you can you can hear about oh, no access to clean water, um, you know, having to sleep on the ground, stuff mm -hmm. like that, but. You, you can't experience it. And so through the Matthew 25 challenge, being able to, um, obviously it's not to the same degree, but get it just a little taste of, of the suffering and the, and the, what poverty brings. Um, I think it really connected mm -hmm. people, uh, to these children mm -hmm. that they're sponsoring through what they're going through. Um, I thought that was an awesome awesome thing to, to lead yeah, up. You guys had a great response yes. to that. Yeah. I know really? over, over 350 people, I think, who said just to do a Math 25 challenge, and, yeah. um, which is just an incredible response from your church. Um, and you're right. You, you get to experience that in a small, tiny, yeah. short period of time. Like the, you, this is not a continued thing that a lot of these communities are facing each day. Yeah. Right. And so that's something I try to remember whenever I, you know, my family and I had done that before trying to talk to my kids, mm -hmm. you know, for them, it's, you know, we're just doing this tonight, but the conversation continues like this is happening all around the world yeah. and it's not something that just goes away just because we're, we're done doing it. And that's yeah. why we have to stay involved and stay connected. Yeah. yeah. So which one of the, those days, Sarah, was the most difficult for you? Oh, the Matthew 25 challenge. 
Um, probably. Well, okay. I'm gonna back up. You know what? I, I I posted all of the things on mm-hmm. social media. Like that was mm-hmm. I'm the social media manager. I scheduled all of the posts. Right. And everything. You think that I would remember to do it? Yeah. Did I remember to do it? I I did the lunch one, the one where you skip the mm-hmm. the meal, um, and then I forgot to do the other ones. We so the Thanks, we, we we forget Thank you, Nick. You. Yes, <laughs> we are all about grace here. <laughs> Um, I, uh, so the lunch one, that was actually the, the most difficult. I actually, there was one day I forgot as well. Um, the lunch one was difficult for me, partially also because I don't eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like I already don't, don't eat breakfast. And then, so it was like not breakfast, not lunch. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, but how about you guys? Do you have one of the days? Well, before, is- just so you know, grace abounds. Yeah, um, grace abounds. Because here's, here's a, another true story. Uh, so we had another church who was doing Matthew 25 where I was going to be speaking um, you know, for, for Chosen. Um, and then uh, I came on the Tuesday before to kind of do a staff, kind of like talk about what we're doing, prep them. And they were doing Matthew 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a Tuesday. Whatever day you don't do coffee. That was, that was Tuesday because we talked about that in Just staff right. and water. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I Tom brought, was checking our cups. Yeah, he didn't check mine. And I brought, <laughs> I, I brought a whole thing of coffee for the yeah. staff. And they were like, <laughs> and the pastor pulled me, he's like, that's kind of a bold move you know? like you're, yeah you're like trying to tempt them and i, I and i didn't realize I, I i didn't know what he was talking about i was like the coffee of course i thought everybody you know i got decaf too i mean is it, what's the I, and ha, and i'm up presenting and halfway through it clicks oh they're doing matthew 25 this is like kind of oh, silly gosh. and maybe all laughed about it later but i also forgot and yeah kind of look like an idiot but you know that's actually kind of a a, a good transition into this thought i was having of a lot of times when we go into something like this, you know, sp- sponsoring a child, supporting an organization, it's we, we approach it with this guilt kind of mindset mm-hmm. of, oh, I, I, I need to do this uh, type thing or I'm, you know, not being a, a good person, not a good Christian. Um, but I really loved how, especially this last week, uh, it was kind of brought out that this is this mm-hmm. is something that we get to do. Mm-hmm. Like God, God has given us the ability to do an awesome mm-hmm. thing like this. I'm curious for, and either one of you can answer if you want to jump in, but just kind of the the power of that mindset over it being, uh, oh, I, I need to do this, I, you know, type kind of mindset for that. Yeah. And so for sponsorship as a whole, um, I have been blessed. So I've been sponsoring for 16 years, different children, you know, around the world, and some have graduated out of the program or have moved. Um, But I have been blessed by the sponsorship. And sometimes it feels like more than what I'm even doing or giving. And so I think that those are the moments that you hang on to where – he, we can't outgive him. We can't outgive God, mm. right? And so, like, no matter how many children we sponsor, we're still going to get a blessing back with that. And part of that blessing is the communication, the writing back and forth that you get to do with your child and their family, that relationship that grows. Um, part of it is just seeing them change from that first picture that you get to their, you know, their thriving and growing and their beautiful children um, that are just set, you know, on this path of making this huge impact, not only in their life, their family, but their community. And um, so I think that kind of, like, it's more of like, what's coming next? What's coming next? Yeah. Kind of thing. 
Well, and I think it's so cool also, kind of what you guys have said, God, God almost does, you know, obviously we're meeting the needs of these mm-hmm. kids, but it, he's doing just as much in the heart of the people at the mm-hmm. churches as yeah. he is there. You know, it's it's not a one-way thing, but he's mm-hmm. transforming uh, hearts uh, into um, letting go of our, you know, yeah. worldly possessions and mm-hmm. realizing this uh, higher purpose and calling that we have to meet the needs of those around us. Mm-hmm. I, I, and that's what I... I really appreciate about world vision. I mean, you know, people always ask, you know, I had somebody say, introduced me one time and said, Nick from Compassion. Uh, and I was, he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it takes all of us. Like we yeah. all do. Yes. Like you can't just say, you know, we're, I, it takes all of us to do this work. But there's something unique that I, I know for me with world vision that I've really come to appreciate is this idea of taking people through transformational experiences, mm-hmm. right? Because we can always go in and ask for, you know, a donation or a check, or you can just send, you know, like your, whatever you need to. But with the, with the marathon, we joked earlier, but honestly, I've seen like marriages restored, mm-hmm. like people who, who were struggling with mental health, things that just were really complex, not that it solved it, but it allowed them to have this time, what they never thought they could do a marathon. They know, like, I, I'm not capable of doing that. Right. And then as they go through that experience, they start talking to God. They start having these conversations, you know, on the road, kind of like, and, and things happen there that we're going through a transformational experience. And they're also making an impact around the world. And same with child sponsorship, right? Like, we're inviting people, obviously, to give. That's us, you know, we need to do that. But we're inviting them into that relationship component, right? And that is going to be a blessing to them and bring them as well through a transformational experience. So to me, that is just, it's such a cool thing to go to a church and say, how do we partner? How can we serve you? Not just, can I, we donations. Again, we'll take donations. (laughs) But you want to do that, great. Yeah, but what I love about this work that we do is, the impact that I see on both sides. Um, it just, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So KJ, I, uh, for the person listening, uh, Mm -hmm. what does sponsoring a child, uh, look like practically? First of all, uh, you know, how much is it to sponsor a child, Mm -hmm. but even more important than that, what does that money specifically go Mm -hmm. to? What does that money do for these children? Sure. Um, Thank you for that question. It's such a good one. I love it. I've been answering it for 16 years. (laughs) And it's a question that can lead to, um, really it's small um, questions that can lead to a yes, right? When you can just see that click, like, oh, I get it. Um, Sponsor is $39 a month. And that $39 is going to provide food, right? Nutrition for the child uh, and their family. It's going to provide clean water, education, economic development, and empowerment for um, not only that family, but the community community as a whole. And we do that by pulling that money together and making it work really hard for us in the community so that the children that are sponsored are going to get the goods and services that sponsor provides, but the children that are still waiting, they're going to get that too. And so we make that money work really hard for us um, in each community that we work, that we go into. Um, Another thing that I love so much is World Vision wants, like Nick was saying, they want those personal relationships created between the child that you sponsor and their family. And 
you and your family. And uh, we have a new um, app for that, right? There's an app for that. Um, it's called My World Vision, and it's en- it's enabling the process of writing back and forth, of getting updates on your child and their community um, in a in an easier way. And so you can see the most up to date photos and videos of your child on My World Vision app. You can um, uh, write, you can email your child right from the app. Um, you can get the most up to date information on the community and how they're doing, what they're going through, uh, what they're working on currently. And so um, that's a great way to keep that relationship open and going through um, as you continue your sponsorship with your child. I One of my things that I love is um, that you don't just go into a community and do this and then leave, right. but you have like boots on the ground people that are in that community that mm-hmm. are um, making sure that, like I'm sure there's a trust thing too, mm-hmm. right? To get these communities to trust you guys mm-hmm. and... Um, that's one of the things that I really respect is the, the, the ongoing relationships between you guys and whatever community you're in. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, interesting enough, you know, the majority of the people who are working on these, at these ADPs, we call them area development projects in these communities are locals. Um, uh, we are really wanting to empower that community to do that work because they're capable, you yes, know, yeah. uh, my boss always say, you know, uh, saying that we try not to say is to give a voice to the voiceless right. there because he says, you know, he reminded us they have a voice. Mm-hmm. They just need that empowerment for yes. us to come alongside them yeah. and help them kind of bring that voice out because they have that and they have engineers and they have teachers and they have people who can do all these projects. And so we're just there to partner with them. And in yeah. fact, actually World Vision, what it does, it comes in and does a lot of work to just prepare before we actually commit, we're going to do it, but we want to learn how can we help you? How can yeah. we serve you? We don't just come in and say, here's what we're doing. We've got our team, get out of the way. It's, hey, let's learn what you guys need and how we can serve you in your community and kind of empower you so that one day you don't need to have that. You guys yeah. can be that self-sustainable. So Yeah. And I think George is our yeah. is our contact because he, he likes us on Facebook. <laughs> and so I get all the notifications from people mm-hmm. interacting with stuff and I'll randomly see George's name pop up and uh, he'll like comment on something for Pastor Tom or something like that. And that's so cool to see mm-hmm. that that interaction. Um, so speaking of our friends in Tongi, um, what impact um, have you guys already seen in this community because of these child sponsorships and um, what progress are, are you seeing happening there already over the past few years? Yeah, I mean, just in the fact that when you all did um, 2019, I think there was over 400 kids that were sponsored. Um, this past week, I think we saw over 160. Yeah, 167. 67. Wow. Um, and it, that in itself um, is a huge part, you know, of what is happening in Tongi. Um, and these kids are now having access to clean water, health care, education. And like you said, it's not just these kids that we're sponsoring, it's, it's trickling to these communities because, um, and I'm going to get this number wrong. So KJ, if you're ready to correct me, how, whenever we do sponsorship, it's, it's essentially, um, it's multiplied. Um, and so it's not, you know, it's not one for $1 basically. And so that's how that money is being used to help, um, you know, impact these communities is because it's, it is being multiplied in ways that, you know, it's really unique to what their needs are and how they're working with these communities. But uh, Tongi has, there's still a lot of need there. You know, that's why we came back and asked for us to, 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 you know, bring impact there again. But 
um, the kids that have been sponsored through Woodbury and also we have you know, other ways of doing sponsorships um, has helped so many of these kids um, just start to get that, uh, that, that, that experience of fullness of life. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing that I talk about a lot is I want, you know, my kids, you know, I, I think about them, you know, I got three girls and what would it look like if every day they had to get up and walk six kilometers to get access to water, right? Um, and we know this water often leads to sickness and death. And, you know, there's just most kids in these communities under the age of five don't, they don't live to see six, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I remember when I first started this, like I would say that and I'd get super emotional and I mm-hmm. still can because when I look at my daughters, now, they, ex- they experience the fullness of life here. I'm not trying to make them feel bad for that. Like, we're, just, we're grateful for that. Um, but we know why it's so important for us to be invested in these communities because we no child should ever have to experience that. Not just my, you know, I, I love my kids, and I couldn't imagine that being other kids. So now these kids can go to school. They can, you know, f- have food. They can have health care, um, child protection. Like That's like a huge thing for Because when they're walking to get water, that's one of the dangerous times for them. You know, they're going early in the morning. You know, six, seven-year-old girls. You know, like you, that's terrifies me. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's what we, we're, we're, we are trying our best uh, to reach as many of these kids in these communities because we know we wouldn't want that for any of our children. Yeah, and I think uh, I think Tom mentioned, I could be wrong, but something about uh, you guys working, there's phases to ha- when you're in a, in a country and kind of certain phases you want to move them to. Can you tell me a little bit about those phases, maybe where Tongi is uh, in that? Yeah, um, and so that's what I was kind of talking about earlier. We we want to come in um, and first assess the situation, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's where I said, if you saw, like, I think we started doing some of that in, in Tongi or in Bangladesh in 1970, but we weren't really doing area development projects in a full scale till, you know, like late 70s um, because we, we, so we start with learning. We start with questions. Um, and so we spend a lot of, I think, two or three years almost trying to develop the, a, a plan. Yeah, uh, and listening. And listening, yeah, listening. Um, and, then, and then we go into, you know, creating these development programs for these communities. Uh, and then the area development project itself is launched. Uh, and then we, we stay there about 10, 15. Yeah, about 15 years. 15 years. Um, and wow. usually about that time, you know, we've invested a lot and these communities are, you know, self-sustainable beyond that so we don't just come in and you know do our thing and head out like we really stay invested in these communities for a long period of time yeah and I think Tongi is in phase two currently um, in that process and so it's the building years I believe um, where you know you um, and the rest of the congregation at Woodbury Lutheran are helping them build out their dreams for their community build out their hopes that the leadership of the community are seeing and, and want to see for their children and, and their children's children to go um, and one thing I love about World Vision is yes it takes about 15 to 20 years you know for us to um, uh, step aside right and uh, there's a self-sufficient community um, but that doesn't mean that we're gone forever. Like if there's a natural disaster or a man-made disaster that comes through, we're still right there with them. Um, uh, you know, how can we help? How, how can we partner? Um, so I, I just love um, our, like, 
we love our jobs. Um, our colleagues in the field, um, they are the real heroes. Um, mm-hmm. Walking this out every day with the children and families that that we all um, you know work for, um, they are the ones out there every day making it happen. And it's uh, George. He's just one of the many mm-hmm. um, who is just an amazing, amazing people doing the hard work every day. Yeah. So one of the phrases that uh, I've heard you guys say before, um, and yeah, you kind of touched on it a little bit even earlier, is just that you're, you're not just giving them food and water, but you're giving them dignity. Mm-hmm. Uh, or really giving them, yeah, the, their dignity back. Um, mm-hmm. And that obviously all flows out of um, how we view them as children of, of God. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the way, the way Jesus views them, that's how we are mm-hmm. to view them. And that's why, um, why they deserve, uh, the, the utmost amount of dignity. Uh, I'm curious how that, cause that's, you know, that's different than maybe other organizations where the, it's just the needs. Um, but I'm curious, uh, why that mindset is so important and also just how you see that, mindset play out not only through chosen but maybe just uh, other parts of of world vision as well um you know as touched that on that a little bit on sunday um but i think a lot of that comes from you know part of the matthew 25 um passages where obviously we want to help meet the needs of these communities and these children um but the second half of that is what you just said affirm their inherent dignity uh, and that's something we really believe is important because I think that's who Christ is calling us to be. Um, and that, that shows them who we are as, as believers. And so, you know, Bangladesh, I think, is 2% Christian, right? And so it's not, you know, it's not a typical where you can go in and, and do, you know, your typical work that you can do with, with you know, proselytizing and all those things. So we show them who Christ is by, you know, affirming that dignity in them and serving them in that capacity. Uh, and I think that is where they they get to see us being the hands and feet of Jesus um, and doing that in a way, again, that is affirming them in, in ways they probably didn't know was possible. Uh, I remember when I first met uh, Halima uh, in Uganda, our sponsored child, I tried to give her a soccer ball, right? And she, like, looked at me like, know who's this for you know what's what's this and like I, it's for you you know and she like look at her grandmother and her grandmother's like it's for you that's your soccer ball you know mm. and to see her face light up the way it did yeah this this is my soccer ball i mean that's not a to me you know soccer i don't think that's like the thing that yeah. it, you know it wasn't that it was that idea of this is for you. Like we are, we want to come alongside you and, and be in this relationship with you. Like we find value in who you are and we want to do everything we can to affirm that, not just in the soccer ball, but in every other way we can, that we can come serve you and your community and your, and your family. Yeah. And I think about when, you know, when wanting to bring Jesus uh, to these, these kids to encounter Jesus, the importance of them, you know, they, they get some of that dignity back of, uh, you know, I'm loved. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly then it's, oh, you know, there, there's a God that loves me. And, you know, you can kind of see uh, some of that progression there. That's uh, so cool. So yeah, cool. Yeah. That, that, and that, that's the second part of that. You know, I should have said that too, like in affirming their inherent dignity as image, as image bearers of the one true King as, as who Christ 
uh, um, created them to be. That 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 is at the heart of what we want to do. Um, mm. You know, not just physical. We we want to meet as many physical needs as we can, um, but we know that. Christ is calling us to do more, uh, and that's just a pathway that we get to do that um, in these communities, which I think is super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it—that's um, a good advice for like not not just with with these kids with that we partner with with World Vision, but also like you know how we should treat all those people around us and and how yeah. we should um, go out and and tell people about Jesus that it's not necessarily using our words but using our actions and things like that to show um, that these people that we're talking to they are just as much of a child of God as as we are yeah and sometimes in the most desperate places where we can't use our words the actions uh, make such a big impact on their lives forever yeah. than any words would ever do yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if the person listening is feeling that God is calling them to join in uh, on with Chosen, mm-hmm. um, how can someone listening get involved in, and support a child? So um, if they go to Woodbury Lutheran um, and they want they want to sponsor a child in Tongi, we Nick and I can work together with our team to have a link to send out on Monday so that anyone else um, uh, at Woodbury Lutheran would like to be a part of the same okay. community. Um, but anyone can sign up to be chosen. You can just go to worldvision.org and there's a, a chosen, you know, I want to be chosen. You can click on that. That'll just take you right through the process. Uh, you upload a photo and then in a couple weeks you find out who chose you. Nice. Which I will include all of those links in the show notes. So oh, you no, can... I wanted to say it. Drop, drop. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Just uh, click on the link below. Well, I don't know if I that works in this, in this. Yeah, because uh, the show notes will be below depends the what, episode depend, itself. Don't yeah. take this away from I me, man. I let Nick Do, have don't, this. Yes, yes. Sorry, okay. I'll just be he quiet. He needs this moment. I'll just be quiet. Okay, Vicar, just on, let him. On my podcast app, you have to like swipe to the right. Oh, on mine, it's at the bottom. Maybe I'm using the wrong one. Obviously. Um, yeah. So, 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 yeah. What? what where, where are you gonna go if you want the link, Nick? Here, I'm giving you your moment. Drop in the link. No, I messed. I, that was my moment. Wow. I, uh, wow. Click uh, on the link below. Click on the link below. But I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's true. I we don't like know if it's true. true. It's true. You're listening on the wrong platform. <laughs> You're listening. You're, the you're, link will be somewhere. It'll be somewhere. And you can click it. Or you, 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 you can go to www.worldvision.org. That's oh, right. That's a little clear. That's right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. No, we're still putting the link in the show we notes. We will put the link in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We do, we do know how to do that. Uh, well, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us today. This was a lot of fun. Um, and especially just, you know, coming out of Chosen and being able to mm-hmm. he- go in deep on just all you guys are doing. It's incredible. Um, and I hope you, the listener, enjoyed today's show. Uh, just so much good stuff here. Obviously, if you want to support them, uh, we will have that link somewhere in the show notes if I can figure out how to do that. Uh, if you want to support our, our podcast, the first way you can do it is by subscribing. We release a new episode every Monday morning with different guests weekly. So that's the best way to stay up to date. Also, the most helpful thing you can do for us right now is to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Let us know what you think, uh, thoughts on the show, if you enjoyed it. Uh, And if you ever want to reach out to us personally, our contact info, along with any other information from today's episode, will be down in the show notes below. But I hope you are able to join us next week as we continue on this journey together in the Disciples Mike podcast.